2018 we did we did more like 26 million wow um yeah and, and we had some some changes in the business that that not only covid but some changes in the platform where we were focused on building out the membership model mm-hmm. and so you know we're looking to scale up here in 2021 with those three new revenue revenue streams turned on you are listening to conversations with nathan latka now if you're hearing this it means you're not currently on our subscriber feed to subscribe go to getlatka.com When you subscribe, you won't hear ads like this one. You'll get the full interviews. Right now, you're only hearing partial interviews. And you'll get interviews three weeks earlier from founders, thinkers, and people I find interesting. Like Eric Wan, 18 months before he took Zoom public. We got to grow faster. Minimum is 100% over the past several years. Or bootstrap founders like Vivek of Question Pro. When I started the company, it was not cool to raise. Or Looker CEO Frank Bean before Google acquired his company for $2.6 billion. You want to see a real pervasive data culture, and then the rest flows behind that. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. There, you'll find a private RSS feed that you can add to your favorite podcast listening tool, along with other subscriber-only content. Now look, I never want money to be the reason you can't listen to episodes. On the checkout page, you'll see an option to request free access. I grant 100% of those requests, no questions asked. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Chris Hale. He's the founder and CEO of Countable, a San Francisco-based technology company actively solving the world's distribution problem by building a trust network for global trade that integrates, digitizes, and optimizing optimizes collaboration between qualified big and small players. Its cloud-based global trade platform delivers transparency, governance, and efficiency in trade. Chris, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, thank you. That was a great introduction. What kind of trade? Um, so we're focused on international trade primarily in sectors of healthcare, technology, and industrial equipment. Give me an example of an industrial equipment. It's like really an X-ray machine going from China to the U.S. Yeah, it could be. We typically do a little bit smaller than than those sizes. That's a, usually a multi-million-dollar machine. But we do things with filters, switches, pumps, solar panels, um, all across the board. Our primary um, first markets were in East Africa, and we're now mm-hmm. expanding into the U.S. Tell me about that. Why the why the beach beachhead in East Africa? Yeah, it's a good question. We we really learned the business there. So my co-founder had relationships with some of the top entrepreneurs in Rwanda, and we worked with them and and came to understand that these <clears throat> entrepreneurs played a critical role in in sort of super important supply chains in healthcare and industrial, and started to explore where else this was the case, and and found it was a global opportunity, and there was no platform. For these, you know, critical players to digitize their businesses and and plug into to global trade. Mm-hmm. And um, what year was this? When did you launch? 2015. 2015. Got it. And um, walk me through sort of how you got your first customers. Yeah. So so Catherine Nomura, who's my co-founder, had been um, working with an entrepreneurial coaching organization that has a global presence, and they had exported their curriculum to Rwanda to see how well it worked in that kind of market. And so she already had great relationships with some of the country's top entrepreneurs. And she said, Chris, why don't you get on an airplane, fly over to Rwanda, pitch them and see what happens. And that weekend, we got $10 million in demand. So we were kind of rushing to, to uh, meet it with, with the platform from there. I don't understand. I don't understand. How did the coaching program attract founders that participated in the global supply chain of pumps and water filters? Yeah. So 
first of all, the, the, the entrepreneurs were recruited by um, the ecosystem in Rwanda. So governments, ministries, um, other you know entrepreneurial coaching groups all fed this program. Okay. And you know a lot of those entrepreneurs run um, you know businesses and in infrastructure and ICT consultancy. You know they're former nurses and doctors that started um, healthcare distribution platforms, and that's who we ended up hooking up with. Um, you know those entrepreneurs, and they're you know we might call them small business owners here in the U.S. instead of sort of the coveted entrepreneur Silicon Valley type that's building a tech platform. Um, but they're running you know these businesses that that are the the, the lifeblood of an economy, um, mm-hmm. making things work, building infrastructure, building schools, computer labs, you know, all of it. And how do you make money today? Is it a SaaS product or is it a percentage of GMV in a marketplace or something? Yeah, it's, it's actually a bit of both. So more like Shopify, where we have um, a platform that can be used independently. And we have subscribers to that platform, both um, small business and enterprise subscribers. And then we also um, make money on GMV by, by moving product through the platform and optimizing the the trade transaction. In 2020 of uh, total revenue, what percent was GMV based versus flat fee SaaS based? Yeah. So 2020 was an interesting year for us, but the majority of it was uh, GMV based. So majority kind of an 80, interesting. 20. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. 80% GMV based. And, and so what, I mean, is there any margin left on shipping physical goods internationally for you to take a small slice out of? Unfortunately, Nathan, it's a massive margin. It's good news from a business, but bad news in terms of how you know these markets have to pay so much to get access to top quality goods. Uh-huh. So the goal for the platform is really to optimize that spread. Um, we typically see spreads like in the healthcare sector, for example, buying critical equipment like malaria kits or COVID tests of 40% plus because of all the friction. Wait, can we walk through a malaria kit real quick? So, so what does it cost to tra- like break down all the margins? Sure. Yeah. So you might you might acquire a malaria kit for say four dollars fifty in South Korea, where they're okay. manufactured. It's a subsidiary of Abbott, and you know the the cost to move the kit per unit might be a dollar fifty. Okay. And they might sell in market for eight dollars fifty cents. Okay. And where and do so, you take your cut? So it's you know we're taking the cut uh uh from both the the goods themselves and the services to move them from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And so the goal is really to create. I lost you, Chris, to create what? Sorry about that, Nathan. That's okay. Uh, to create the, the transparent price transparency, excuse me, to optimize mm-hmm. the market. But, but yeah, what do you measure you 40- though? Are you measuring the four fit? Like when you look at total GMV through your platform last year, do you calculate based on four fifty the cost in South Korea to manufacture or the eight fifty sale and market price? Yeah, actually somewhere in the middle, which is called landed costs, right? Ah, so it'd be the 450 plus the 150, which would be like $6. Got it. Okay. So how much of that did you do last year? How much volume did we do? Yeah. Like if you, if you do landed costs, you know, total to the platform in 2020, how much was it? Yeah. We, so we typically take about 15% of the value. Mm-hmm. Um, the landed cost in 2020 was lower than, than 2019. Um, it was only about 7 million. Okay, got it. Oh, interesting. So why did it go down? I mean, there should have been a lot of PPE going all over the place last year. We don't touch PPE right now. Ah, why not? PPE that is, feels like a very obvious thing that you should be touching. Yeah, PPE is a tough market, uh, Nathan. A lot of people are ending up in jail and having their businesses shut down. Why? Quality. But I mean, can't you source? I mean, are you responsible for sourcing the malaria kit from South Korea for 450 Yes. So can you just source better, you know, make sure you're sourcing the right PPP equipment? 
Yeah, the real the real truth is like quality PPE from organizations like 3M aren't going to resale markets. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, I understand. Got it. Okay, so in 2020, you did seven million through the platform. You're adding a planning cost of everything going through. You're taking, you know, call it 15 percent. So it's like a basically a million dollar revenue line currently. Yep. Interesting. Talk to me yeah, about tw- this. 2018, we did we did more like 26 million. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and we had some some changes in the business that that not only COVID, but some changes in the platform where we were focused on building out the membership model. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're looking to scale up here in 2021 with those three new revenue revenue streams turned on, or okay. two two new and and one as trading volume. Okay, wait. So break this down for me. You've got the GMV model, which we understand clearly. Let's talk about the SaaS model for a second. What do folks pay on average per month to use the SaaS model? So it's it's kind of an enterprise program. So you know we we see anywhere from two thousand to four thousand. Okay, a month. Yep. And how many customers do you have on that? Um, so we're a little bit private about that kind of data. You're sort of reverse engineering the the math here. We're not public about our customer data. Yeah, well, I mean that's on purpose. Uh, so so you just articulated yeah. that the GMV business did seven million. You take fifteen percent. That's a million. You also said earlier that that's about eighty percent of your total business. So it sounds like there's twenty percent of the business is about two hundred grand on the SaaS side. If we divide in, you know, by a twenty four thousand dollar ACV, we can sort of back into customer count. But why don't you just tell me the customer count instead of making me do all the math? Sorry, I, I think this is probably isn't the right in- interview for me. Okay, guy, did you do? Did you listen yeah, to any other is, three? Did you listen to any of the 3,000 other episodes we've published before agreeing to come on? Sorry, our, our uh, PR firm just, just put this on and, and I didn't know. I apologize, Nathan. Yeah, it's no problem. I didn't know I was going to have to spill the beans on our, on our you, no, financial no, you, data. You, you don't have to spill them, but I'm just going off what you've already shared. Like you already, sh- like I'm, I'm just quote, like you just said that it was a million dollar line and you already yeah, I didn't shared love that things. line of questioning either. So I'm just, I'm just kind of backing away from the whole thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, great. Well, then let's end the interview. All right. Thanks. Take Nathan. care. Bye-bye. Bye.